Hello, hello. We're back with episode 14 of Somehow I Dad, the podcast that celebrates the joys, the challenges, and the hilarious moments of fatherhood. Join us as we dive into the world of dads, sharing stories, advice, and insights on navigating the wild journey of having kids. Whether you're a new dad, a seasoned dad, or just curious about the dad life experience, this podcast is for you. So grab a cup of coffee or a nice glass of whiskey, sit back, and get ready to laugh, learn, and connect with fellow dads on this adventure. Welcome to Somehow I Dad. I'm Garrett, your host, and joining me today from Ohio, Gordo. What up, what up? From Alabama, Sir Tyler Giddens. Tyler Giddens, 26-year resident, Birmingham, Alabama, 256, signing in. Rest in peace, Gail Lewis. <laughs> All right, that was, was not ready for that. <laughs> from Seattle, TJ Weaver. I'm not concerned about my age. I don't feel a day over fabulous. Okay. <laughs> and also from Seattle, Alexander Minton. <laughs> What's happening, everybody? <laughs> wow, those intros were that was next level, guys. <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta work on my intro. Okay. Note to self. Make an <laughs> Tyler, intro. can you can you give me some insight into Gail Lewis and the legend that you've been texting me about all day? Tyler, did you yes, write that so, down? <laughs> Yes. No. <laughs> Maybe. Why? <laughs> 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 Almost spit out my coffee. <laughs> so Gail Lewis is the greatest Walmart associate to ever live, right? So there's this video Gail going signing off. Yeah, Gail oh, Lewis. Walmart, Walmart. Dude, no <laughs> yeah. way I saw that today. <laughs> goes, I like, Attention what Walmart. This is I Gail Lewis, know. 10-year associate, Morris, Illinois, 844, signing out. And then gives like the biggest grin as she's walking out. <laughs> And it's hilarious. They're That's like photoshopping her style. face. Yeah. They're photoshopping her face on like Tom Brady's body. <laughs> or like oh Michael God. Jordan's famous dunk, like with his tongue out. It's like her. <laughs> <laughs> These soldiers saw- posting up, like taking shots. Like it's hilarious. I oh saw one where they photoshopped her onto Richard Sherman when he got that tip in the NFC championship game. <laughs> and she's just like full extension. Just, yeah. It's a full highlight tape, (laughs) music and everything. Attention Walmart, this is Gail Lewis, 10-year associate, Morris, Illinois, 844, signing out, good night. So today was an end of an era for me. What you just saw was me signing out for the last time at my Walmart that I have worked at for 10 years. It's a happy sad because I'm going to be going to a better job. And those people became like family. I've been through a lot with them. They watched my back. I watched theirs. They helped me out. I helped them out. We even went through a pandemic together. It just hurts, but it's a happy sad because where I'm going, I'm going to be better off where I'm at. Was that your store, Tyler? No, that was Missouri. <laughs> no, it was Garrett Store. Garrett's Morrison, Morrison, Illinois. Is that what you said? Morris, Morris. I think that's fairly close to me. Let's hey, see go see if you can track her down. Get an interview for the pod. Yeah, bring her on. But you she said like rest in peace. Dead. Is she still? Is she still alive? No, she just oh, quit. No, she's not dead. She just she just quit. So I mean, I guess uh, RIP. <laughs> she's dead. She, she's she's dead. Turn if possible. <laughs> we miss you, Queen. <laughs> 
Uh, it's about an hour and 45 minutes away from me. That's not bad. You get there if you start I wonder. Dry. I wonder. <laughs> nice. I wonder if that store saw an increase in sales after that video. Bro, there's so many people walking into that store taking videos. <laughs> like, have you seen Gail? <laughs> They're like, who? In like a month or a year, there's going to be like a bronze statue of her in front of the store. <laughs> Hashtag That's sales amazing. for Gail. Yeah, sales for Gail. <laughs> like a Walmart chant to get hired. <laughs> for Gail. Well, thanks for the, the insight on that. That's amazing. You're welcome. So, uh, how are you guys doing? How was your Thanksgiving? I know that was, uh, we're recording on Monday, November 27th. So, just a few days after Thanksgiving. So, uh, how was, just want to recap and see how you guys, how your little break was on Thanksgiving break. It was, uh, it was pretty normal. Um, it's a decent little get together at my mom's house. She cooked. Food was great as always. She makes this like fantastic red velvet cake. And usually oh, when I try somebody's red on. velvet cake, it tastes like chocolate. It's not supposed to taste like chocolate. You know, like red, you, you, you know red velvet is chocolate with just red dye, right? No, 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 no. See, that's where everybody goes wrong. That's not how you no, make it. That's literally what red velvet is. No, that's not how you make it. Hey, listen, listen. As a guy who went to culinary school, that's exactly how you make it. Okay, well, that's, you're wrong. Okay. That's, that's not how mommy wrong. makes it. Okay, so you're wrong, and it's okay to feel bad about it. I'm so she kidding. makes hers a different way, and it still tastes like chocolate. Is that what you're trying to say? No, no, no. It does not taste like chocolate. Like you can so tell, there's it red velvet. It. So it's not red velvet. <laughs> it's just it's just red cake. It's southern velvet. <laughs> Tyler's just gonna leave. Tyler, go ahead and explain it. What does it taste Come on, like? Tyler. Tell, tell me. I don't. I don't. I don't. It's it's more of a vanilla it taste taste like than it is red a chocolate. Dye? But no, it doesn't taste like red dye. <laughs> red dye, red dye or whatever does, that is. So does she dye vanilla cake red? I don't. I don't. I don't it's, she doesn't like take a vanilla cake out of the box and dye it red. Like it's a cake from scratch. Homemade. I love me cake. some red dye forty cake. <laughs> Behavioral <laughs> issues and everything. <laughs> my jam. <laughs> Whole family's got. Right, I'm done. Go ahead. I feel, like, no, I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like what Tyler's saying is it's a taste of his childhood, and regardless of whether or not it is a traditional red velvet cake, it is the perfect cake that his mother makes. Yep, and everybody mm-hmm. just pulled their pants down and took a dump on it. So thanks. <laughs> we did not. Take I didn't. Dump on it. We sorry, were just man. curious how it's made. <laughs> See, Alex is pulling his up. <laughs> <laughs> He went to There's culinary school. This dude lives flavor. for food, bro. Sorry. Wait, so you and your sister are like professional cooks? Uh, so we have it genetically. And I know that's that's a weird thing to say, but um, me and my sister grew up with my mom, who has a culinary company, uh, a catering company. And so I went to culinary school for a short time to be a chef and realized that there's no money in it. So I didn't want to do that. Um so, yes, I went to culinary school and I know how to cook. My sister 100% knows how to bake. I don't bake at all. I, you know, cooking is an art to me. So, I've watched season one and I've, I've watched season one and two of The Bear. So, I'm a chef as well. You are. Yeah, you, are. you are. You indeed are. You, you have about as much culinary experience as I do. Yeah, I've that seen is a next fantastic show. You can certify me. 
I I've watched Cutthroat Chicken or Kitchen. If they take my, <laughs> if, they, chicken. <laughs> if, if they take away my ingredients, I know how to rise above. <laughs> so all in all, your thanks your Thanksgiving was good, Tyler. Yeah, it was great. Good, good to hear. You know, set aside all of the all the family drama that goes along with my family Thanksgivings. Um, it, it was really good. You know, every year. Um, I, we, we do Thanksgiving and most of my family, uh, lives here in Washington. So we all come together and it, it was, it was really good to see some folks and, and connect with some folks. And then for me, just personally, uh, there's a hunting season after Thanksgiving in Washington that goes from really the, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving until the Wednesday after Thanksgiving. And so every year I just take a couple of days to get away chase some animals but really it's more of a me reflection um i usually do it by myself and i'm up in the mountains just connecting with the lord and kind of refreshing for the year you know with my work schedule and everything it's it's pretty intense and um you know church obligations and ministry obligations and all that so having a couple of days to just go be in the mountains not have service and and reconnect is, is important for me. So my Thanksgiving overall, I counted as like Thursday through today and it it was really good. Is it, uh, is it deer season or what season is it up there for hunting? Yeah. So it's, it's archery mule deer. So um, we're not, I'm not in the Midwest. We do have whitetails, but, um, it's a mountain mule deer. So I had to climb my, uh, fat self up to uh, about fi- about 5,600 feet and try and make it happen, which didn't happen this year, but uh, it was, it was a good time. How was the new stove? There were two, two things said there. I have no idea what you all said. Did you see any creatures? Yes. I, I had two really nice stocks on mule deer and we're going to go like for a second down into the deep hole of mule deer hunting. Um, Mule deer are not like whitetails. Like you spot them in their bed and then you make a game plan. It's like chess. So it's apex predator versus animal that's trying to live. And I'm like a mediocre apex predator. So with that, I, you know, I stalked a couple of deer for most of a day and got close and got more or less within archery range and just couldn't make it happen due to the wind and stuff like that. But it was, uh, it was a ton of fun. I, I appreciate your your deep dive on hunting, but what Gordo meant to say was <laughs> did you find any Bigfoot Cryptids. or Wendigo? That's that's in that's walkers. really what he was asking. Yeah. <laughs> so in, in the in the secondary creature category of things that do not exist. Um, oh my god. <laughs> at least things, Bigfoot and the like, you know, Nephilim, we can have another, you know, Gordo after dark conversation, but um You're gonna see yeah. one now, bro, because you said that. You've done <laughs> curse yourself. Listen, Don't ever I'm, down. Well. I'm, I'm, I'm a hundred percent down to see it. I'm a hundred percent down to get see you. It. Yep. <laughs> With Mothman but comes down and swoops you up, bro. Don't be calling me up there in the air. <laughs> I did not I did not see any non-standard creatures for that <laughs> I'm not, I'm not trying I'm not trying to get messed up in Mothman's business man like yeah he could stay in Point Pleasant <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving was good uh, I 
feel like I've previously stated on the record that I think Thanksgiving food is horrible. Amen. Um, <laughs> uh, there is very little good about Thanksgiving food. And I also tend to be the bah humbug of you should have that ad- attitude of Thanksgiving throughout the year and not uh, fake it for a holiday. So I know I'm kind of scroogey. Um, but uh, I did enjoy spending time with family. We do Thanksgiving a little crazy in our house because my in-laws, Alex's parents, live like eight minutes from my house. And my parents live about 10 minutes from my house. And so we do one Thanksgiving with Alex's family. And then the next day we do a Thanksgiving with my family. And then this year, Em was like, I want to do a third Thanksgiving at our house with just the, the, the me, her, and the kids. So we did three Thanksgivings in three days. And that was a little exhausting. Did you have traditional Thanksgiving food for all three? Uh, my parents and my in-laws, yes. My wife catered to my um, mm. stunted palate, if you want to put it that way. No, it's so- refined. Taco Bell Thanksgiving. Hiya. (laughs) (laughs) No, she made me a steak and like, uh, uh, that's, that's a meal to be thankful for steak with six cheese, mac and cheese and, um, and a red velvet cake. No, she made apple turnovers from scratch, full puff pastry and everything. It was freaking delicious. That's amazing. But yeah, no, it was good. It's just a lot with four kids to get them out of the house. And like, yeah, we're, we try very hard to keep the kids in a routine. And when you put that much time outside the house, the routine kind of splinters a little bit. And they're so excited for the holidays. They're not really sleeping all that much. So attitudes and emotions yeah. tend to peak. And so it can be a little exhausting, but overall, I, I love the the holidays for family that I get to spend time with on like that you normally wouldn't get to spend that much time yeah. around them. But the food is garbage. Amen. I generally think that the food except for a very vanilla y red velvet cake. I'm all <laughs> <about it>. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler, I saw you cook the the turkey, by the way. I did cook the turkey. It actually turned out really yeah, good. Bro. I don't even really like turkey that much, but it, it did turn out it? pretty well. So I put it in a cabinet smoker for about four hours. We just did a, uh, it was like a turkey breast. So it was like boneless, four pounds. So it's only a couple of people that eat it anyway. Um, and then I, I cooked it for four hours and then put a, uh, before I browned it overnight in a uh, bar- honey barbecue rub nice. and a little bit of honey to make it stick. And then I cooked it for four hours, and then I put a honey and brown sugar glaze over the top, put it in the oven for 10 minutes just to crisp it, like Mm. just make it real well done, and then uh, pulled it out, and it was super juicy. It was really, really good. Heck yeah. I like trying different people's interpretations of turkey. Like I've had, like you know your... Among people who cook food that I trust. If I never had turkey again in my life, I wouldn't miss it. So... Turkey is possibly one of the most trash birds there is. Like, okay, side conversation. I, I've been asking some people at work this question: If all birds were to disappear and you never saw a bird again, how long would it take you to notice? 
Well, first thing, birds aren't real. Yeah. yeah, pretty quickly because the government surveillance system would <laughs> would crumble. <laughs> I if I never saw a bird again, if nobody else pointed it out to me and was like, "Hey, I haven't seen a bird in a while," it would probably take me three years at least. <laughs> I hate birds. I will always love. So here's a childhood <laughs> memory when I grew up in Illinois was we drive across, uh, it's the Missouri River right there, and it would freeze in the winter, and the bald eagles would be out there hunting. And that was super cool. And then, like, living out here, I every almost, like, this time of year, I cross uh, Lake Washington between two of our major cities, and uh, there's almost always bald eagles fighting around. I love that. The rest of the mm. birds, not so much. I don't, I don't really care. Sorry, I just I had to I had to put that out there. I hate birds, and if they if they disappeared, I would no, I wouldn't notice. Except birds eat a lot of the mosquitoes, so I do support that. The mosquitoes were going crazy, so she said there <laughs> was, there no, was way. no way. <laughs> Gordo, how was your Thanksgiving? <laughs> it was good, man. It was. Uh, we didn't really do much. Just went to my parents' house, had Thanksgiving over there. Nice. And that's that's about it. The food was good. I traditionally do not enjoy Thanksgiving food, but for some reason this year, maybe just the gravy. I don't know. I just yeah. poured gravy on everything, and uh. it was fine. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. But nice. yeah, four-day weekend, nothing real eventful. <laughs> just chilled out and slept a lot. That's about it. Heck yeah. Yeah. Garrett, you, you should probably edit this out, but I would straight up have sex and gravy. Like, <laughs> I don't think I will let that out. <laughs> I mean, I've still got some left, bro. Dude. I don't know. No, li- listen, <laughs> I need I need it to fill a soaking tub. Like that's what I. Need. <laughs> so if you've got enough, send it my love, way. I'll send you my. This is how this is how Tyler oh. about that cake that we just shit on. Man, I love gravy, <laughs> dude. <coughs> you like it? Make that. Make that. Make, make, uh, make that Hidden Valley Ranch. I will be in that. I, I, I feel like if you make mashed potatoes the right way, they don't need gravy. Agreed. Bro, 100%. Yeah, but, 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 but you don't need ketchup. Time out. We just hit time Alex's out. nerve. Gravy. Time out. Time <laughs> out. Okay, listen. So, mashed potatoes made perfectly. Yes, you can eat them solo, but it's literally like salt on a steak. Okay. So, like, yes, can you cook a steak perfectly and it'd be You're okay? Doing Italian hands and everything. <laughs> can, you, can you cook a steak? Yeah. Can you cook a steak perfectly and it'd be okay? Yes, but a little bit of salt, coarse ground pepper. Mm. Here's a question: Do any of you use? There steak is salt? no way in God's green earth you are comparing gravy to salt. No, listen, There's no listen, way. listen. Dude. Like a good, clean, as Tyler gravy in the South. that has. That has whatever, you know, whatever you're doing, if it's a beef gravy or a, a, a turkey or chicken based gravy or whatever it is, like that accentuates the flavor of whatever it is. No, it takes, it takes over the flavor. And the Absolutely salt, not. Salt, pepper and gravy gravy is just a very salty, like, sauce. That's all it is. It's like pure sodium. Like, and, yeah, and you're saying salt's salt. not similar? That's it, See, listen, Tyler and I are on the same page. The like gravy is an elevation, and Gordo, I, I can no, only an see the shadow. Is a church. Yeah, I can only know. see the 
I can only see your shadow, so I don't understand where your facial expressions are on this day. But oh, yeah, sorry, very happy. Hello <laughs> <Slow> there. <laughs> you you see the glare off of his glasses. Hello there. The, like, watching gravy, gravy is just a flavor yeah. elevator. Like you, it, it's all of the beautiful drippings in the bottom no. of the pan. It's all of the greatness, the richness. I love you. I love it's, you, but you're wrong. It's not necessarily going to take a bad dish and make it good, but it can take a, a good dish and make it great. That's what I said. Let me ask you this. It you, elevates. Just like do you, you also, okay, then do you, you're, you're striking me as the person that also enjoys A1 with their steak. Absolutely no, not. Garbage. That, that okay. is a sin. Okay. That is okay. an Thank absolute you. sin. I'm Bro, that can make a good. that can make a bad steak <laughs> tolerable. It can make no, it okay. a one is trash. Like what that can like? make a hot kind of sauce you like, like. That can make a beef uh, blood. flavored coffee puck. Blood. <laughs> I like a good cowboy I butter. Dip, I want to dip my steak in in the blood and the butter. Like but, okay, 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 okay. Bro, okay. I would last, last, my steak. La- oh, oh, you're missing it. On. Time no out way. again. Time out again. You don't base you don't base your steak. Okay, okay Chris okay. puts it in the butter, but I'm not gonna put I'm not gonna just like I'm not gonna have a stick of butter on the table and just stick my steak in it. I mean I'm not dipping it in Lando Lakes, bro. I'm you gotta you gotta have that stuff melted, baste it on the top with some thyme and some garlic. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. man. Okay. Cowboy butter. Cowboy butter just some gravy. Last, okay. Steak would actually Last, be good in gravy, I'm not gonna lie. You might Last, I mean hey, beef tips. A one gravy. Alex is so bad right now. <laughs> Alex needs some A1 right now, bro. Literally, last, last food thing I'm going to say, and then we can get back to the podcast. I don't believe it. Okay, probably not. But, um, okay, steak and butter. We're going to start there. When, when your steak, we when, don't have to start steak, anywhere. <laughs> when your steak comes off the grill, it must rest for 15 minutes and ideally. You put a seasoned butter on top of that steak as it rests, so that seeps in to all the beauty. Okay. Part two. I don't remember what I was going to say, so <laughs> we'll stop it for one. So everyone else, but, is off the hook. <laughs> thanks for the butter tip. <laughs> yeah. Personally, the only good gravy is the gravy that goes on biscuits. Amen. Just I like brown gravy. gravy. God bless America. That is that is freedom in a breakfast. <laughs> Uh, chicken fried steak is freedom. Oh um, gosh, we we need to boy, we need man. to shift gears here. I'm gonna <laughs> so so my Thanksgiving welcome was good. to somehow I cook. <laughs> somehow I cook. <laughs> somebody's, somebody's cook here. My Thanksgiving was good. Uh, we just went over. We had the morning to ourselves, which was nice. We didn't meet until like four, um, so we had the morning to ourselves just to take it slow and just. Um, Hang out around the house, which was super nice. Um, but man, the food this year—I, I already, you know, my sentiment. I don't love Thanksgiving food. Um, it's it's trash. Um, but this year it was it was we hit an all time low. Um, we so it was, it was super trash. I barely ate anything. <laughs> Um, so our, pl- our initial plan was like, everyone come at four with your sides ready to eat. So that's what happened. We all came at four ready to eat, ready to eat all of our sides hot. Great. Well, my, my dad was in charge of the Turkey and was going to smoke it. She did last year. It was great. 
I mean, it's as great as it could be for, for Turkey. I'm not, you know. So we get there and my like my parents are just kind of in like a frantic mode. Like, don't, I was like, what's, what's going on? And my dad was like, oh, so, you know, uh, I, 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 I didn't really check my pellets before I started the smoker. Um, and yeah, next thing, little, next thing I realized the smoker was at 50 degrees. Ooh. Um, so, and then, so then he had to get pellets, put pellets in it. And then he upped the temperature to try to make it cook faster. Um, all that to say, because we thought we were eating at four, we didn't bring anything for Ezekiel to go to bed. Cause we thought, Oh, we'll be done eating by eating and whatnot by six. We're, we're home seven. by seven, which is his bedtime. Um, but no, it was six 30 and we hadn't started eating yet. Um, and which remind you, everyone's sides were ready at four. It's six 30. We haven't started eating yet. Um, and I had to go, I, I left cause I was like, well, we're going to be here until eight 30 now. So I took Ezekiel with me we came to the house 20 minutes away so he could nap on the drive and I could grab his like bedtime stuff, get back to the house at, um, it's like seven 30, I think seven 45 and everyone started eating at like six 45. Um, so I ate like an hour after everybody else. Um, and yeah, it was not, not my favorite. Meal. Sounds horrible. Yeah. Not and ideal. Kate got really sick. Thursday night and was like She's throwing pregnant. up. She's pregnant. It's that She's Thanksgiving food. It's a 50 degree um, Sibling. Baby Ed sibling. We've all told ourselves our wife wasn't pregnant <laughs> she, at least not. once. Um, Maybe just maybe yeah. So then, so then that was, that was Thanksgiving. It was, and it was really fun. We played a game with our family where we did a blind, like food taste test against like we did boys versus girls with blindfolds on and like had to taste the food and guess what it was. That was pretty fun. Um, Might as well do something with all those sides. <laughs> dude, for <laughs> real. Um, <clears throat> but so then, so that was Thursday and then Saturday um, we have a uh, event in our town called stroll on state, which is like this big citywide Christmas kind of festival type thing. Um, and I had to work uh, like, I think I was at work at like 6.30 a.m. And I think I got home at about midnight or so. Um, so it's a long day. Um, but I... Is that the message you sent out that it was like I'm eight yeah. hours in, had to go? <laughs> I was playing video games with Gordo the night before. And he was like, dude, if I had to work that long of a day, I would have been, I would have went to bed six hours ago. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I'm, I'm running sound at one of the stages um, and there's this act performing and this, this homeless dude just like walks up probably 10 feet away from the stage and starts cleaning his shoes. He's got, he's got horse poop on his shoes because there was a parade and he starts cleaning the horse poop off of his shoes just in the middle of the crowd, just in the middle of this guy performing and then after he gets all this horse poop off his shoes, proceeds to drop to the ground and do push-ups. And anytime he goes down, his face is touching the horse poop. <laughs> <laughs> this this joker did 10 push-ups just every time getting hitting his face to the ground in horse poop. Just gets up, just poop on his face, and just walks away. 
no, 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 no. That was, I, I turned to my coworker and his mouth is just open. Like he's just like trying to process what we just saw. And he just looks at me and goes, the drugs these days are so crazy. <laughs> Man, I, I, it was, it was a, it was a crazy experience. Um, our, our city loves to show out when there's big, big events like that. Even the homeless. Um, they, they do, man. They take it, they take it to heart. Hey, we've been Dude, practicing push ups for months. Art, yep. Just for that moment. Dude, it was, <clears throat> it was a sight to be seen. But yeah, Thanksgiving was good. Break was good. I had a, <clears throat> had Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off and then worked Saturday, had Sunday off. And yeah, it's good, good break. I was but at Sunday you were at church? I was. So did you really have Sunday off? I mean, I was, <clears throat> I was at church Thanks. from 5.30 until 12.30 and then came home and napped for yep. two hours and then went to my in-laws. I got to church at 6.30, left at 1.30. Yeah, so pretty normal Sunday for me. I was, I was struggling to stay awake. <clears throat> I uh, I definitely stopped at Starbucks on the way to church. I got a nice venti cold brew. And then I normally keep my coffee in the drum cage with me. Um, and we got done with, we get. I oh, and drumming. you were drumming this yeah. Sunday too. Not I just was the- drumming and I was supposed to MD as well, but I got someone else to, to cover for me for MD. <clears throat> um, she did have a frog, frog in her throat. I apparently have one in mine now. <clears throat> um, <laughs> Drink some milk. <laughs> got a Stanley, a Stanley, that a was Stanley water. full of milk. That was water. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I looked at that straw. <laughs> yeah, but so I, I got my venti, and then I get done with rehearsal, and I look over to my right where my coffee was, and there's just ice on the floor, and I was like. And I was like, oh, no. it like took me a, I was so tired. It took me a second to like, I was like, why is there ice over here? And then I was like, <laughs> exactly. Where did like, the ice, ice come, come from? from? And then I was like, oh, <laughs> man. So we, our drums are fully enclosed. Um, and it's like a carpet underneath. So the coffee just seeped into the carpet and it just smelled like cold brew in there. <laughs> but it was Starbucks cold brew, so it didn't really smell too great. Um at least it wasn't coffee with cream because that would be a problem. Yeah. Because I know yeah, how our hot drum cage is legitimately get. 10 to 15 degrees warmer than the rest of the room. <laughs> Dimitri on Sunday, he wore like a beautiful sweater and he gets out and goes, so hot in there. So <laughs> I am <hot."> notorious <laughs> for like wearing layers and wearing big, heavy sweaters. And I also sweat just thinking about anything. So, well, it's because you're wearing a sweater right uh, now. That's true. Yeah, Under your shirt. Also, the milk. Um, <laughs> the, the milk doesn't help. <laughs> Dude, we should buy a cow. You get the milk. I'll get the. You get the what? You get the milk. I'll get the meat. We can milk oh. it for like, we could buy it as like a baby. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. I'm in, man. This sounds like a great investment. A whole cow is a hell of an investment and a lot of meat unless you have four children and then you realize that's not enough meat for the, for the, the cost. For the walls. 
must make it through the winter. <laughs> well, as we as we head into the busy holiday season, I just wanted to take a little bit today, um, a little bit today to talk about self-care as a dad. In our day-to-day lives, it's very easy as dads to take care of our kids, take care of our wife, take care of things at work, and um not and make sure that and and not take time to make sure that we're doing our okay ourselves. How do you guys uh, prioritize taking care of yourself amongst the busyness? Is there any um <clears throat> man, I did not spell check any of this when I wrote this down. <laughs> did you just distract yourself with your own I wrote, spelling? Is there, I wrote, is there about of your routine that that incorporates <laughs> self-care? <laughs> My back, yes, to earlier, back to earlier, I wrote this on Sunday in, bet- in between services, and this shows how tired I was. Holy cow. With no coffee all on the, the carpet. Because it was on the drum cage. Is there any part of your routine that incorporates self-care? You know, I, I think for me with, so I've got two boys, right? I've got a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. I've got a little girl on the way. And for me, with my busy work schedule, I've been real focused around that specific topic, which is self-care. Because the like we have this machine that is us, and we can't be the best dad we can be, the best versions of ourselves, if we aren't focused around improving ourselves. So Absolutely. for me, for me, it really is very systematic because that's how I operate. You know, in for me it's systems and processes that make me. And that's what I do on a day-to-day. So I systemized my everything in order to make it realistic for like functionality. Right. Because yeah. I'm I'm not I'm not gonna be the guy over here like David Goggins being like I wake up at you know 3 a.m and run a marathon. <laughs> that's that's just not not realistic. Yeah, for like the everyday dad who's going to carry the boat right um (laughs) so for me it it looks like i wake up at 4 50 every morning and my my work day starts at 7 a.m so i have you know my coverage is in two different time zones so i start getting work calls at 6 a.m so that's not necessarily everybody's experience but for me i've got to be up and have just like a quiet, slow morning. And so for my, just, just for me personally, I've got to get everything and all of my priorities set in the morning. So that looks like me getting up, you know, just kind of mulling through the morning. My four-year-old wakes up with me. He's up and around, following me around, making my coffee, doing all that kind of stuff. And he'll, so like at my house, I have a gym and a sauna and not everybody has that. I understand that. But so I have, I have a gym and a sauna, um, and all he'll follow me through the morning. So he'll follow me to make my coffee. He'll go sit in the garage while I'm sitting in the sauna and having my quiet time. Um, because that's, that's really a critical part of my morning is just like, Hey, I've got to have this moment with me and the Lord where I sit in my sauna that's where I do, you know, um, the Bible app produces a daily, you know, scripture or whatever. I'm not trying to overcomplicate it. So I literally just take the Bible app scripture and I just meditate on that. Yeah. I'll sit in my sauna. 
and and just think through that, think through how that applies to me, my current life, all of that kind of stuff. And then I'll, you know, exit my sauna while I've been drinking my coffee. My boy's sitting there, him and I chat in the garage for a little while. And then he follows me upstairs, wakes his mom up at right around, you know, 530 or so. And then for me, um, there's, there's a lot of wisdom around cold, like from a, uh, applications perspective. So, um, for health and wellness and all that kind of stuff. And I don't want this to become a fitness podcast, but, um, <laughs> I'll go and jump into a cold shower after that. Cause that really wakes me up. So it's like cold and caffeine. Those two things fully wake me up and I'm, I'm here and I'm present. And I'm ready for the world. And I get into that workspace at that point where it's like, okay, I'm taking my first call at six, six fifteen, whatever it may be. And then I get into my day. And I think that morning routine is valuable for me, but really for my sons and my soon to be daughter, it's my evening routine that is really valuable for them. Yeah. Um, where, you know, I have my work day and I have a set music podcast system where as like I'm a 45 minute drive to and from work. So I, I have just about an hour to get myself present, which I feel is super important for me um, to disconnect from my work life because I can't walk in the doors of my house as work Alex because work Alex is kind of a dick. So, <laughs> you know, and so I, 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 put all these things in place to like prepare me to walk in the doors because I want to make sure that work Alex is left at the door and present dad is there when I get there. So that's good. I'll, I'll do a lot of work for me in that 45 minutes. It's podcasts, it's affirmations, it's music, it's whatever it is to get me to that door. And I make sure that I'm done with work calls 30 minutes before I get to my house. And so that when I cross the threshold of my house, like work, Alex is checked at the door yeah. and I walk into the house and I'm not perfect with this at all. You know, it, it, sometimes calls go late, things happen. I'm sitting in the driveway on the phone, whatever it may be, but I want to make sure that the me that crosses that threshold is just dad. Like it's not the guy who works for XYZ industrial supply company. It's not the guy who works for XYZ church. It's just Alex. It's dad. And so I really work hard to be present for them because they only get me for a couple hours in the morning and a couple hours in the evening because my boys go to bed relatively early. So that's kind of my daily routine to make sure yes. that I'm present for them. It's not yeah. necessarily the best for me because it's subtra- like there's only 24 hours in the day. So yeah, the subtraction doesn't, I can't take away from them. I can't take time away from them. I can't take hours away from them. Yeah. Can't take hours away from my wife. Um, so it has to be time that is extracted from sleep on either end, be it, yeah. you know, staying up later or waking up earlier. Yeah. And so that's, that's the gist of my morning routine slash evening routine slash self care routine, where it's like, I've got a, my whole focus is around me being present in the moments that really matter. All of that. Yeah, that kind of makes sense because I work overnight, so I don't really get to see my kids much. 
on the four days that I work, on the three days that I'm off, I get plenty of time because I'm getting three days in a row and then half a day on Tuesday before I go into work. Um, but when I get home, I usually get home like 9 a.m. And uh, I try to come in and the first thing I do is go see my girls so I can at least spend some time with them. Um, some dates I don't get to see them because Ashley may already be at work by the time I come home. So the girls are with my mom. So I don't even get to see them that day. Um, but if they're here and, and I'm, I'm here on time, that's the first thing I do is I come in and I see them, talk to them, play with them for a few minutes, even if it's for 20 minutes before they're up and going to town or doing whatever, you know, I, yeah. I spend as much time with them as I can for, uh, the time that I do have when I'm, when I'm at home. Um, I think that's really important, like like you said, to 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 take the time that you do have and, and spend it with them. So that's that's one of the routines that I have when I do work. And then when I'm off, I try to spend time with them each day. Um, even though we me and Ashley might have separate schedules on our off days where we have different plans where we're doing different things or have to go do different things. Um, at some point during those days we're we're spending time with the kids so we can make those connections and be there for them. Thank you. For me, because I also wake up early, but my kids don't go to sleep as early as Alex's. Um, like I can hear them currently running around <laughs> still. Um, it is more. I do like the idea. I mean, I've said it many times. I have a fake job, so I'm home before the kids get home uh, every day. Um, but it, for me. I do really like what you said, Alex, about that availability of spending some time as just a dad with them. Um, but to the original topic of like personal care, honestly, I have learned to really cherish my time in the morning because I, I'm like a building inspector, so I go anywhere pretty much within a hundred, two hundred miles of my house, usually closer than that, but. Uh, so I like to take advantage of that time as my, like either listening to a podcast or listening to worship music or even like a little like Bible audio book kind of thing, because that, that is one of the ways that I try to maintain my focus on what is actually important as opposed to the stupid people around me driving in traffic <laughs> or how stupid the traffic might be. Um, and then a lot like Alex said that I don't want to ever put my work frustrations and introduce, introduce that into my family dynamic. If I had a bad day at work, I need to be able to deal with that, address it and not like be short with my wife or short with the kids because I had a bad day at work. Um, So finding that perfect balance, but honestly my perfect balance has become playing video games with like you guys and some of my other friends. Because I'm not going to go to a bar. I'm not going out to friends' houses every night because I want to be present for my family. But if I can have bro time <clears throat> by playing Call of Duty or Rainbow Six Siege uh, in the evenings and be with friends and like have like good discussions. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes our conversations yeah. are stupid <laughs> and about absolute nonsense. But other times, like we've had yeah. really good talks late at night, just not even yeah. booting into the game, but like just sitting yeah. in the lobby talking. And that is the, um, the, for me, that's been a, a huge part about 
of self-care is having that time with my peers um, and, and guys I respect to like, even if I have a bad day, I'm not putting on my family, but I can be like, dudes, today sucked and here's why. And then you get some of that encouragement and some of that uh, yeah. life advice that you can get poured into you. Or yeah, it's just, that is more my self-care as a whole is uh, time with time with friends and then making time f- for fellowship with my wife outside of like just the, the two busy parents walking by each other during the day. Yeah. What about you, Gordo? So was this like the, were we talking about like routines that we have in the morning or is it like mainly self care? Just like, what is there like, what are you doing? What are you doing currently to like making sure that you are, are taking care of yourself and like making sure that you're okay so that you can pour into your family and pour into your kids. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, my, um, I mean, my routines changed quite a bit since <laughs> obviously like the, Got the we say one. we have, yeah, we say we have two sets of kids because obviously we like went through everything, not everything, but we're just getting into the teenage years with the boys. But we've like started over with the kiddos, with the with the babies, with Evie and Emery. And, um, you know, it's, I guess I do have kind of a morning routine. So something that I, I've been doing is I've I've been riding my bike a lot in the mornings, but as it gets colder out, I'm like, well, can't really do that. So I bundled up the, uh, I would take like one kiddo with me, whether it was Emery or Evie. I started bundling them up and just going out for runs every morning or in the evening, depending on, you know, just kind of how the, how the day was and how everything seemed when I woke up. Um, and so that's kind of been my, I I guess just, it gets my frustration out. Like I noticed that the days that I, really do work out and just, even if it's around the house, cause I had, I canceled my gym membership cause I was like, well, it, it just takes too much time away from, you know, just going somewhere and driving there. I'm like, it just takes too much time. I'd rather just spend, you know, the hour working out at home. I'm right here, whatever. So that's kind of been my routine. And then, um, you know, I, I guess, uh, I don't have like any self care routines. Like I do, I do wake up every morning and between like five thirty and six, and I do read scripture. I keep it pretty simple, like Alex said. Like I'll just, you know, I don't do any deep dives in the morning. I just really keep it focused on scripture and, you know, reflecting on the gospel. And that's and that's really about it. I fill my mind with like any deep research or deep podcasts or anything super deep. Sometimes I'll just turn on worship music and just, you know, kind of relax in His presence and. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, outside of that, I mean, I have some routines in the morning with Evie, like she's, it's funny, she's like the only kid that's like showing signs of being left-handed out of all my kids. Well, obviously you don't know Emery yet, but, um, and she's, she's a lot like me too. She's the only one in the house that wakes up like as early as I do. She's, uh, she's <laughs> up at like five thirty-six every single morning with me. So we have like our own little routine every morning we get, you know, we just come down, we get ready for the day. We'll turn on one of her favorite shows and we'll just kind of sit there and talk and uh, um, we do tea time. So I'll like, I'll get a <laughs> bottle of tea, I'll warm it up and we'll both drink tea together. And it's just a, uh, it's a really great routine in the morning that I have with her that she just really enjoys. And for me, that's like, 
I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes hanging with kids is like therapy. And then sometimes hanging with them is like why you need therapy. And to me, <laughs> tea, time is, uh, tea time is totally, uh, I don't know. It's, it's totally therapeutic. And, um, I was telling my boss about it today, actually. I was telling him like, yeah, you know, cause Evie's always upset every Monday that I go back to work. She just, she has a hard time. She just stands at the gate and she's like, daddy, <laughs> but, um, he could, I don't know if he could like hear it in the background. I don't know how it got brought up, but he's like, bro, go take a break and just do tea time. So like, you know, it's just, it's just cool that yeah, you know, I get to work from home. But the one thing I do struggle with, honestly, is is the after work, like these guys said, like, you know, being professional and, and, you know, having a big boy job and running a team and whatnot, like you do have to be an asshole sometimes and handle some hard business stuff and not having that drive home after work is like probably one of the hardest things for me. I've expressed it to Marissa a lot. I'm like, look, like I don't have that time to decompress after work. Like if you see yeah. me go outside and I'm out there for 20 minutes, like, just, just let me have my time, you know? And it was hard yeah. for her. She's like, yeah. well, why don't you want to see us after work? And I'm like, you don't understand. Like every job <laughs> that I've worked, like I've had, if it was not a 20 minute drive, I've made it a 20 minute drive. Cause like 20 minutes <laughs> get me in dad mode. That's all I need. That's, it's just, yeah. it's just the quiet, you know? So that's the only thing I struggle with. <clears throat> I think working from home is like just separating the, the business aspect from the, for sure. You know, the home aspect, but yeah, I mean, all around, I think, um, you know, as long as I'm exercising, as long, you know, staying in the word. And as long as I'm like making sure that I'm getting the correct supplements and everything that I need, like I, I feel pretty good. feel pretty good with my routine. Heck yeah. I think for me, um, this is going to sound, this, you could, you could sound really dumb. Um, but for me is I really try to prioritize like take, take get it, going to get haircuts. Um, <clears throat> I just love, love the feeling of haircuts and feel, um, just waving at TJ's kid. My dude, Luke. Hi, Luke. Say hi. Hey, bugs. Hi, Alex. Well, yeah, screw the rest of us. All right. He, he loves me more than you. <laughs> he loves... Yes, close it, please. That's he right. loves his Uncle Alex. He's also incredibly excited for the days that we can... He actually asked if we could split uh, screen you, me, and Lincoln and play Star oh, Wars or Lego Star Wars. It is coming. It is coming. So that is in the Heck yeah. That's in the works. No, Sorry, fine. I no, totally myself uh, hijacked that. I like to prioritize getting haircuts, and um, I just I, it's just time for me to get away and just love the atmosphere of a barbershop. Um, just getting to like hang out with a just me too. Oh, gosh, the bald <laughs> the baldy over here. Um, <clears throat> I know. I, I couldn't help myself. That was low hanging fruit, kid. I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> I just love the vibes of a barbershop um, and just just getting to hang out with a bunch of dudes. Um, and I really like I really like taking care of my beard. Um, that's one thing that I love that I like doing in the morning is just taking some time to like just make sure that I'm well that I present myself well um, at work or whether that be wherever I'm whatever I'm doing. I just like to present myself well. Um, 
and yeah, and then definitely playing video games and just having some time to decompress and um, feel like I I can turn my brain off for a little bit and just hang out with the boys. You know, like TJ said, you know, sometimes we're having some some great talks and other nights um, we're putting the Barbie in the bag and. Uh. <laughs> um but <clears throat> yeah it's 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 nice to be able to have have some guys and in the podcast too having you guys to to be able to talk about this stuff and talk about being a dad and the joys and the ups and downs and <clears throat> we're all in a group chat that is <clears throat> I was literally about to say that even the group chat is sometimes just yeah, the perfect it's, thing I I'd needed say it's 90% ridiculous memes and TikToks back and forth, uh, but there's definitely a lot of times we'll shoot shoot a text in there and just be like, "Hey man, like dealing with this, can I get some prayer for this?" And I think having a group of guys to um, just to be able to talk through stuff with that is that they're kind of going through the same thing as you um, is really helpful. I think whenever you start to try to try to do things by yourself or keep things in is when it gets really stressful. Uh, so for me, it's it's really nice to be able to have some friends to be able to, to talk through that stuff with. Um, <clears throat> I wrote, <laughs> what's up TJ? Oh, I was just thinking in like the realm of that, that I've seen so many TikToks recently that it's like male. I, I know the, the word is going to throw like weird vibes just because of the modern use of it, but intimacy between men is not encouraged yeah. in today's society. And you got to find that group of people that you can talk to and be like vulnerable and honest about your shortcomings or your failures or yeah. your struggles. Um, because I think of that more in the realm of like the Bible verse yeah. about iron sharpening iron. Like if there is no risk or if there, if you are not, at a certain level peers that are potentially going through the same thing or have struggled with the same thing, then you're not, you're just talking to a group of people who are going to hype yeah. you up and talk yeah. down your struggles. Where if you have somebody or a group of people that are like, yeah, you messed up, but let's talk about it. Let's get you better. Yeah. Like that is huge and not something that is encouraged yeah. in today's world. Um, and that's that in self care. A lot of that is, I think, personally, yeah. having people to talk to. When I mean, if you've got successes, people that will champion your success yeah. honestly yeah. and mean it. And if you have failures, people that will hold you accountable, but not in the realm of putting you down, but in the realm of let's build you yeah. back stronger, you know? And that's that I think is a huge thing missing in today's men because society wants you to just yeah. be a baller all the time. And you've got everything together. You're killing it. And yet uh, reality is a lot of losses yeah. before you I get I think one wins. thing that I try to prioritize kind of going off that is I, I'm very intentional to make sure that I'm not the smartest guy in any room that I'm in. Um, I always, I always try to tell myself, like, if I'm the smartest person in this room that I'm doing something wrong, um, like I constantly want to, yep. If I'm the, <laughs> yeah, 
I've yeah, thought about that as a musician. In, if I'm the best musician, every in every, I'm in not every where aspect of life, like that's I mean, this podcast is a prime example. Like I've surrounded myself with other guys who are further down the road than I am that are way better at being a dad and figure this whole dad thing out. Um and I I do that with in in my work. I never want to be the smartest person at my job. I constantly want to be learning from people. I constantly want to be asking questions. I never want to be the best musician or the best whatever at my church. Like I constantly want to be asking questions and improving and like literally every area that I'm of my life, I never want to be the top of the totem pole. Like I always want to be learning. I always want to be um, growing as an individual. Um, Yeah. Well, I think it's important to surround, like regardless of whatever position you're in as a man, um, to surround yourself with people that are better than you in categories, right? <clears throat> you know, it's like, I'm a business leader and I'm a ministry leader and I'm also a father, right? And yeah. all three of those categories, it's like, yes, I should be the top dog on the totem pole, right? It's like, I'm the guy who makes the decisions mm-hmm. in all of these categories. And I, I had um, one of the gals who are who's our marketing director for... Um, for young adults and she was like alex you're the top cheese and i'm like i get what you're saying but you are so much better at what you're doing than i am like (laughs) i I can i can literally communicate what god has said to me to other people that's my job and and then organize you all of you together around a singular vision yeah and but y'all are so much better than me like literally our um our, our head of worship, obviously I can't sing worth a, like, I'm always going to say a bad word, but I'm not going to say a bad word. Um, I can't sing at all. Right. I have no, that is not my spiritual gifting. That is not my worldly gifting. That is not something that can be trained in me. The only singing that comes out of me is on my road trips home from work projects or in the shower. Those are the two opportunities that the world gets to hear me. And it's in my eyes. Do isolated you feel moment. like a man? <laughs> push her around. There it is. See, I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking, take me home. home. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but all, all Sorry, that I can say you. is like, <laughs> positionally, like, like men, fathers, sons, whatever it may be, like we're all in this position at, in a, in a leadership role. That's, yeah. that's what it ends up being. It's like, you're, you're the leader of your home, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, is you, you have to come to this realization that you're surrounded by people who are much better at what they do than you are. Right. Yeah. Like all, you know, five of us have been in the position where our wife went on a vacation, right. Or she went on a girl's trip or whatever. Like, about a year ago, my wife went on a women's retreat. So I had both boys to myself. Sweet Jesus, I was the most tired <laughs> I've ever been in my entire life. Like I, I I literally like Anna came home from her women's trip and like God had spoken to her and and she had this amazing amazing time. And I was like, listen, babe, I am not a good mom. I'm a really, really, really bad mom. And I am yeah. so tired. Like I need a nap from our children. Like I I gotta get away from them. And I love my boys to death, but the reality is, it's like the, the role we play as men and as fathers is surrounding ourselves with people who are better than us in whatever category they're better than us in. Yeah. And 
it takes a level of humility to get to that space where it's like, okay, I'm comfortable, not like my ego is set aside and I'm just okay with you being here and deferring to you and your expertise. Like, I'm not going to tell my wife what vitamins my kids should take, right? I'm not going to tell my wife like X, Y, Z. And and same way in my ministry and in my business is like, I, I have guys and gals that work for me that are much better at what they do than I am. I'm just really good at organizing, you know, herding the cats. That's my job. I herd cats real, real well. So <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Um, and my phone is blowing up and I need to turn it on silent. But um, I, I don't even remember what you said first, Garrett, but I just went on a tangent there for a minute. I was, <clears throat> I was listening to you and forgot what I said as well. Oh, perfect. Beautiful. I think just Beautiful. surrounding, Self- I think just surrounding yourself with, with people. <laughs> it was the, it was about yeah. people being better than you. And if you, if you thrive on being the best in the group, you will never improve. Um, one of my worship leaders said, if you don't move, you mm-hmm. rust. That's good. And that is stuck in my head for like 15 years was just like, if you're not improving, you're by the rules of thermodynamics, you are regressing. Yeah, that's good. So well, also to um, add to that, like just because someone else is not better than you at something doesn't mean they don't have something they can teach you. Yeah. Uh, that's so true. yeah, Garrett, you're a fantastic drummer. Like you're very, very good. Like I've, I'm a huge fan of your church. So shout out to city first. Um, but if, if TJ walks in, I don't know how much drum knowledge he has, but if he walks in and he knows something about drums, but that one thing that he knows is something that you didn't know. Yeah. Well, he just, he furthered your knowledge right there. So I do Absolutely. agree. You should surround, surround your people with, surround yourself with people that are, that are better and better than you at everything, but also don't take for granted the, the people that you are around yes. that you can mentor and that you can learn from at the same yeah. time. Stay humble enough to learn from anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's good. There's, there's, there's always an opportunity. Is absolutely, you know, like kind of the, the MO that I live by is like, it, it doesn't matter if it's the guy I hired yesterday or someone who's worked for me for 15 years. Yeah. There's always something mm-hmm. that you can gain from an experience, right? It can be an interaction with a pastor. It can be an interaction with kids. It can be an interaction with whomever, right? There's always something. There's my nieces in the background. AJ, I freaking love you, Thea. My, my freaking cannonball little lady. Um, but there's always something you can gain. Hey, sweeties. I love you. Sorry to ruin the podcast again. Um, Your kids are so cute. <laughs> but there, there's always something you can take away from someone, even if it is just, you know, a general interaction, right? Yeah. You, you have a conversation with the guy at Jiffy Loop and, and it has no spiritual substance. It has none of the things that would be a hallmark of a growth moment, like just the interaction with someone like, yeah. like God can speak through people to you and Absolutely. give you an opportunity for growth. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I, I take all those moments of like, man, and, and that's ultimately kind of the topic of this evening is, is self-care, right? Is like yeah. being open enough to hear what God is trying to teach you in every moment. 
It can be at, yeah. at the self-checkout and Safeway. It can be whatever it may be, but it's just being open to receiving that growth opportunity it mm-hmm. is critical. <laughs> because God used right. the donkey to He can to speak through an ass. He can speak through you. <laughs> oh, man. I do think that's 100% biblically accurate. Keep it in. I will. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, I, I like that a lot. The, it doesn't need to be somebody that you're looking at as yeah. a leader or somebody you're trying to model, but everyone, so, like God can work yeah. through anything to change your perspective or to hammer a message through that you might not have noticed through somebody else, you know? So. I feel like we hijacked Tyler's. No, 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 Tyler's no, no, no. <laughs> well, as we wrap up, um, I wrote down some things on Sunday when I was half asleep. So, but so bear with me. How's if the I have spelling? Kind of get through some of the spelling or the sentences <laughs> on here, but um, I kind of just wrote down um, some general um, self care tips and strategies, um, specifically for dads, for you to, uh, for those of you listening to. Um, maybe write some of these down or work on one or two that you can um, start doing even this week to better yourself um, so that you can be better for others. You can be better for your family. You can be better for your wife, for your kids. I mean, all around once, once you are a healthy individual um, you can, you can then take care of others and you, you can't take care of others if you don't have this reservoir to, to give, to give out of, you know, um, so just some things I wrote down. Um, number one, prioritize getting sleep. Um, getting enough rest is crucial for your physical and mental well-being. Uh, try to establish a consistent sleep schedule and create a relaxing bedtime routine. Um, definitely something that we that we try to do is um, have a have a little bit of a chill night and and wind down together, my wife and I. Um, find time for hobbies, engaging in activities you can enjoy will help reduce stress and provide a sense of fulfillment, whether it's playing a sport, reading, play video game, playing video games like us, uh, painting, playing an instrument, um, whatever it may be, make time for, for your hobbies regularly. Um, exercise regularly. Alex could probably do a whole episode on this himself. Um, physical activity not only improves your physical health, but also boosts your mood and reduces stress. Um, find an exercise routine that works for you. What's realistic Preach. for you, whether it's going Preach. to a gym, going for a run or playing a sport, um, just do something to stay active. Uh, number four, I wrote down here, connect with other dads, building a support network of fathers can be invaluable. Um, join a dad's group, attend parenting classes or connect with other dads online to share experiences and advice and support. Uh, caveat to that. I would I would say do not join the Facebook groups that have like fifty thousand dads um, or a hundred thousand dads. Like I know I know there's the big Facebook page in the YouTube channel called Dude Dude Dad. Um, they have a Facebook page that I joined, and here's what the content is: it is fifty percent of dads 
telling stories about their children that have either died or gone through some Jesus horrible Christ. stuff at the hospital. I know. I <laughs> like get a notification and it's like I'm like in tears reading this story about this like, this woman who had to go through with a stillbirth and oh geez. dude it's it's not what like, you want to be reading in the middle of your day. Like Topic topic coming up is like dealing with trauma as a father, but that is not tonight. Yeah, oh my goodness. yeah. It's either that or it's like I need a side hustle. What can, what can I do for a side hustle? And it's it's that or it's like yeah, or it's just dumb. So I would be careful about the Facebook groups you're going to join um, if you if you want to join a group uh, to connect with other dads because <laughs> it, it can go downhill pretty quickly and really take a toll on your mental health and not um, build it up. Um, practice mindfulness or meditation, um, taking a few minutes each day to practice, um, some, some meditation, you know, for us, that's that a lot of, for us, because we're, we're Christians, it's, it's praying and reading the Bible and, um, taking time to kind of center ourselves and, and prioritize our <laughs> mental, um, with kind of what we want to align ourselves with, with, which is Jesus. Um, if you're not a Christian, um, there, and even if you are, there's some great apps out there like Headspace or Calm um, that can guide you through some short meditation sessions. Uh, number six, I wrote down here, delegate and ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help or delegate tasks to others. Uh, sharing, share parenting responsibilities with your partner, involving your kids in household chores, or ask family and friends for assistance when needed. I think guys, as men, this is really hard to do. Um, it's really hard to ask for help and admit that you know, we are having a hard time or maybe coming to that realization that we're not good enough and that's okay. Like you, you can't be Superman a hundred percent of the time. It's okay to ask for help. Um, and so don't be afraid to ask for help from your wife or in-laws or parents or neighbors or friends or whoever. Um, make sure that you're not overloading yourself and yeah. Um, but also be very careful of the sources you choose absolutely. to listen to because bad advice is often yeah. worse than no advice. Um, it's just really important to build that, that yeah. retinue almost around you. Um, yeah. No, you're yeah, fine. Sorry. I heard that and I was like, I've gotten plenty of bad <laughs> advice from people. That I learned more by not doing what they said was the great idea than actually like like I I learned what not to do because yeah. of what they told me to do. I'm like, mm, yeah, no. Mm, One no. of my favorite sayings um, that my life group leader had told me when I was in like middle school that has always stuck with me um, is chew the meat and spit out the bones. And that's good. That's good. You know, if, if people give you advice, I mean, you, it really applies to a lot of things, but if people give you advice on stuff, you know, take what they say with a grain of salt and try to, to take what they say um, and, and take the good parts, but spit out the parts that you can't digest um, and don't. So we're talking about salt, oh not gravy. Oh Both. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> second to last thing. You're fine. I'm You're sorry. Fine. Garrett, I'm second sorry, to last Garrett, thing I wrote so down sorry. here is take breaks. Um, it's essential to take breaks from your parenting duties to recharge, whether it's a short walk alone, coffee date with a friend, uh, a weekend getaway, uh, just schedule regular breaks to focus on yourself. Um, and I would even say take breaks with your wife is is huge. 
um, something that my wife and I try to do that we've been able to, to kind of stick with pretty well. And it's been really great for us is um, <clears throat> every two weeks we, we try to go on a date night um, and, and have someone watch Ezekiel so that we can just spend time with each other and not have to worry about parenting duties. Um, and then every two months, yeah, I think every two months we try to do like an overnight away um, where we can have a night away to ourselves and, and have, have Ezekiel from one of our parents. Um, yeah. Take breaks. Cause if you stop dating your wife, it's true. You and man, I've, I've, I've gone through those seasons and it sucks. I think, I think all of us can probably attest to that, that it's very, it's very easy to not prioritize your marriage. And when you have to, when you go, when you go through that and you have that realization of like, man, I haven't sat down and talked with my wife in a few days or weeks or for some people, even months, like, man, life sucks when you're just living with a roommate and not being yeah. intentional. Um, so definitely be intentional about your marriage. Um, and, and even and take breaks from work. If work gets overwhelming, when my, my last job, um, when I was working at a car dealership, I had to take breaks um, very often and just take a lap around the building um, and just breathe and focus on my breathing and focus on um, kind of removing myself from the situations that I was in. Um, horrible work environment, toxic as, as ever. Um, so I had to do that, but it's, it's, it's important to do that even, even now. Um, last thing I wrote down here is to set boundaries, um, est- establishing boundaries with work, family, and personal time is crucial. Learn to say no when necessary and prioritize your own needs, your family's needs, and your own well-being. Don't try to, don't try to do it all. Don't try to be the hero in everyone else's life. Um, at the end of the day, being your kid's hero is really, really what it's all about. Um, there was a quote my dad told me. I think it was right before I went to join the Coast Guard. It was, if you try to do everything at all to everything at all times, you'll yeah. do nothing well. And that has also stuck with me because if you if you spread yourself thin, nobody's getting like you're not giving yeah. yourself to anything. And you're like you said, you got to focus on your family, you got to focus on your spouse because they are should yeah. be your focus yeah. more than anything. <clears throat> that's sure. what lasts. Um, yeah, I think I think a, a good reminder is that self care is not selfish. Taking care of yourself allows you to be a better father, a better par- uh, better partner, and a better individual. I was just going to say before you close, the yeah. the best the best version of you is the you that you invest in. Mm, that's good. Where you don't have all these other things that compete for your time, the you that you invest in is the you that's you around your kids. Mm-hmm. It's you around your wife. So the, the time you invest in this, the the nights where you get a little less sleep, the nights where, you know, you gain a sleep routine, whatever it may be yeah. that betters you for your future. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, overall, you want to be the best dad. You want to be the best husband. That's, that's our goal as fathers and as husbands, we work so that we can be better fathers and better husbands yeah. and better providers. So the you that's present in that space is the most important. Yeah. The, 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 the minor amount of time 
the minimal amount of time that you have with your wife and with your kids is the most important space that couple of hours, whatever it is before and after work. So be the best you there and invest in that you so that for sure you're so that your kids accentuate the best virtues that you've been able to present. So invest in that time. If it is working out, if it is getting better sleep, but if it is meditating, if it is your kids seeing you study the scriptures, whatever it may be, like invest in that because that's the transcendent time that you have your, your work time. You know, you're not going to get to 80 and, and the guys you worked with be there present. It's your, the only people who are going to care about you is your kids and your wife. Yep. Yep. So there were the, there was that thing that I sent in the group chat that was like in 20 or in 10 years, the only person who realized that you were yeah, so sure. your kids and that stuck with me. And then there was one I saw today and I tried to send it to you guys and then Instagram refreshed. <laughs> I was like, it's gone forever. It said, it was like a, a dad looking at a son saying, watch where you walk. And the kid was like, I'm walking in your mm. footsteps. And that's one of those ones. Like it sat yeah. there where I was like, Ooh, like I, in my position as a father, I'm mm-hmm. supposed to be leading my family. So I can't, if I'm walking in the wrong way yeah, and my kids are going to follow so, me. So it starts with my heavenly father that I'm supposed to be following mm-hmm. and walking in his footsteps and my family yeah. will follow behind that. And that's just those humbling yeah. moments yeah. that you're like, Ooh, yeah. there's more to this than just making it. And, and, as, and as a dad, we have a yeah. minimal amount of time. So we have to, we have to be the best versions of ourselves in that time. Yeah. You know, for, for my sons and my daughter, that's on the way I have, I have a couple hours on either end of the day that they get to see me be me. Yeah. So which, which me are they going to get? Are they going to get the me that's prepared? Are they going to get the me that's rested? Are they going to get the me that's frustrated? Yeah. So uh, my, my, because then their entire day with yeah. you was yeah. so, dad's so my plea to other dads that are listening to this and, and whatever it may be in the future that are listening to this podcast is, you know, be invested in that time, mm-hmm. you know, be the best version of yourself. If, if you're going to prepare all day, don't prepare for work, prepare for your kids, prepare yeah. for your wife. That's good. It's good stuff. Thank you so much for tuning in to Somehow I Dad. We truly appreciate your support and the time that you've taken to listen to us. Your engagement and feedback means the world to us. We hope that our discussions and stories have resonated with you and provided some valuable insights and inspiration. We're grateful to have you as part of our community, and we look forward to bringing you more content that you'll enjoy. Thank you again for being a listener and being a part of our journey as dads. Until next time. I'm Gordo. I'm Tyler, but you can call me daddy. <laughs> That's getting out. Edit it. <laughs> no. Please don't ever do that. You didn't talk most of the podcast to say that. That's <laughs> your contribution. First. Like it's just <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. Actually now, Garrett, I kinda want you to keep it in. Oh my god. <laughs> Somehow I got him. And I'm TJ. (laughs) And I'm Alex. (laughs) Enjoyed you guys. I'm Garrett. (laughs) Remember that being good enough isn't the goal. The goal is progress over perfection. Let's all try to be a little bit better this week than we were last week. Hey, 
You got this. Take care. Brush your hair. Love you. Bye. Keep it classy, San Diego. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>